my name is Rutendo Nyamuda and welcome to another episode of In My Twenties. In my twenties. So today's episode, what can you expect? A lot of singing, a lot of dancing, Oprah, Beyonce, everyone is here, everyone's names are going to be mentioned, so just sit back, relax, and here is the incredible guest on the show. I'm Esti De Villiers, mm-hmm. um, so I've just recently started freelancing, very exciting. Um, before that, I was social media manager at Cape Town Tourism, and before that, that's where I met Retendos. We both worked together at Cordova, where we they do lots of TV shows. I was working on Afternoon Express. She was working at Expresso. It's the start of a love story. It's a beautiful tale. <laughs> it's a tale of two people. <laughs> right. And a whole big company with lots of lovely people in it. Um, and yeah, so that I think that's my elevator pitch at this time. At the moment, I'm focusing on freelancing, creating content, and content creator, and um, on my side projects mm-hmm. um most recently a new like instagram magazine that i've co-founded with a friend called this is moy i've realized that on every single episode of the show there are incredible mind moments or moments of epiphanies where a guest will say something on the show that will resonate with me and this is just one of them nah. but also what does that mean to be drunk in love like she wasn't literally yes. drinking she yes. wasn't drunk yeah. It's just like the feeling. But now I'm also like, okay, so she was crazy in love, drunk in love. Is she going to be hung over in love next? Ooh. Yeah. Mind <laughs> moment. Love. Mind moment. <laughs> the In My Twenties podcast is split up into three sections. In the first section, we really get to hear a little bit about Esty's career journey and some of the lessons she learned along the way. In the second section, we delve into today's topic, which is all about finding your thing. And as most conversations naturally happen with friends, Esty and I somehow segued into a discussion about race in South Africa, which for me was really, really interesting. Rounding up all three sections is what this podcast is all about, and that is discussions and conversations with people in their 20s about being in your 20s. So without any further delay, let's get straight into it. You have got, you have worked at a number of places. Yes, yes. It's like a very different generation and period because I yes. think our parents' generation, you would have one job and yes, one career yes. and you could be there for like 20 years, 30 yes. years, get the golden pen, yes. get the handshake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like an honor. Yes. Like how, like for you, like how mm. has that changed and what is the, I guess, what is the importance mm. of needing to move or why did you move to different companies? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that's a very good question. I feel like with social media, I think you kind of have to change quite often mm. because I feel like you need to keep on challenging yourself you need mm. to take on new brands you need to kind of like step up your game every single time you change yes. because every time you're challenging yourself and you're being like what more can I do also you don't you like when you know a brand and you know what's going on it kind of becomes a bit more same thing same thing same thing okay. when you go to a new one you kind of have to be like okay I get to know that and mm. then what can I bring to the table that's new what can I change mm. what can I improve what's happening very interesting that I worked through is the season of work where we have really older people mm-hmm. a lot of older people mm-hmm. and we have a we have a younger generation who's mm. entering the workforce mm-hmm. they're is a clash of tension between the middle ground mm. of people of the older generation saying you have to work out your time you mm. have to pay your dues you have mm. to work your time before you can mm. become before you can reach to the top and the younger generation of instant gratification to a certain mm-hmm. extent who is like who are like but I can do all the tasks and then can I not reach it quicker? Mm. And there's that like little contention in between. Have you felt that? Have you experienced that? Yes, 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 definitely. I think that's possibly the reason why I'm freelancing now. Because I was like, 
that yeah. the whole thing of having to be in the office every single day mm. and having your time managed rather than your goals or your deliveries mm. it is frustrating and i feel like the world is moving into a place where it is becoming more flexi time yeah. even in cape town the even the city of cape town was trying to drive you know having more flexi time to alleviate traffic yes. um, yeah. and also people i feel like in south africa i think freelancing is becoming more and more of a thing mm. um and like in the united states it's also more of a thing and finally enough more women freelance yeah. because they need flexibility i mean yeah. women who want to have kids women who want to have you know time and it's like if you can do something in mm. two hours why would you need to sit in an office for mm. eight hours? It doesn't make any sense. Mm. And it is kind of counterproductive, especially if you're a creative person that yes. gets very frustrated yes. with having to sit behind a computer yes. and do things that you can be doing a lot faster somewhere else very quickly. And I think that it is maybe the older generation is maybe just a bit stuck still. Or mm. it's just about archaic way of doing things. Yes, yeah. It's because people think if they can't see you, then mm. you're not working. Then you're not there. Then you're not doing anything. 100%. Like, oh, I'm really, really grateful that I'm not a teenager in this day and age because can you imagine how tough it must be growing up in a world where there's Snapchat and Twitter mm. and Instagram mm. and there's all of the things happening at the same time? Yeah, and you have to try being a teenager is already so hard, like yeah. trying to. So, what I was thinking is what, what I we mentioned to you before. So, um, when we started, um, this is Moy earlier mm. this year, it was about a month or two ago. This is Moy, by the way. If you need a jingle, I'm your girl. <laughs> girl. Thank you, it's brilliant. Um, so it's really hard and it's really tough starting something new like you would Mm. know as well with this podcast because you look at where you want to be you don't look at the work it takes to get there so you think of oh I want to be Oprah (laughs) how do I get to Oprah level Oprah Oprah. (laughs) how do I get to that level level. (laughs) but you know Oprah has been working at her career for so long Mm. she had to learn so many tough lessons she had to get fired she had to go through so much to be Oprah and you don't get to be Oprah without taking the journey to be Oprah Mm. but it it's not going to be there right now and it's yeah. not going to be there in a year it's mm. probably only going to be there 2020 2025 yes, and yeah. you've got to have the patience to stick around and to do the hard work yeah. because that is the thing that's really going to pay off mm. and you don't get to have success without doing the hard work and that's yeah. actually the thing that i think is our generation's problem is i think we're not as much entitled as we're impatient mm. i feel like we want the success now mm. <laughs> and we are willing to work for it i know some millennials were some of the hardest working people yeah. they will work so hard they yeah. will bend over backwards they will spend day and night on their work and then their craft mm. but they want success in like six months yes. millennials are really hard working and they're very ambitious but they're yeah. just impatient and they're just just want things now mm-hmm. because they are a generation of instant gratification mm-hmm. of having things you know now yeah, <laughs> yesterday <used> you know? <laughs> at the end of the day it also comes down to like the maturity of it because you could be a young person but you don't know you haven't learned the people skills mm. which is something that takes time or you yes. haven't learned how to interact or you haven't learned respect mm. respect for your peers respect for people older respect for people younger than you yes. respect up until like walking into an office space and you know the security guard's name or the people who are cleaning your office and yes. people in your canteen yeah. the receptionist's name what do you know about the people so these people mm. skills that you need to grow yes. if you want to be a CEO mm. if you want to be the head of mm. your department those are skills that are vital because your people are your company Mm. you don't have a company without people at the end of the day and I think that's something that a lot of people forget in the instant gratification Mm. I want to be the best but I haven't acquired the time Mm. for the other skills that need that 
I need to become the best at X job. Yes, yes, yes. That's all right. And Richard Branson, he was the one who also said that um, he doesn't worry about his customers. He worries about his employees. Mm. If he worries about his employees, his employees will take care of his customers. Oh, wow. So you got to, like you're saying, with the softer skills and with your emotional skills, that's mm. also something people don't necessarily, like, teach you. You don't yes. go on, like, a, hey, here's an emotional skills course. <laughs> you can do your job one. better. <laughs> I know, right? I would love one, too. Like, coping skills. Oh, my word. Like, I love Seth Godin. So he has also a podcast that I listened to recently. You okay. know, it's not as good as yours. Okay. Not at all. Yeah, like, he can learn some like lessons. Top and is top and his. But check it out, Akimbo. <laughs> it's really, really good. But he was, he's, also, he's talking about um, emotional skills. And also, mm. when you're a freelancer, so obviously that's something I'm now trying to do, mm. you need to, as a freelancer, you need to have emotional skills that yes. when, you know, it hits the fan that you are ready to handle it. That mm. if something goes wrong, you are mature enough to step up and be like, I can handle this. I've got this. Yes. Because you don't have a manager and you don't have a boss and a boss mm. and a boss and a boss and like some structure to sort you out. You've got to sort yourself out. Mm. And you've got to have the emotional stability to be like, cool, I can do this. Mm. I can. And that's also the, a skill you learn. That's not something you're born with. That's yes. also not something you're going to get, like snap your fingers or go for a course. You actually have to work on emotional skills by yourself. And it's yeah. hard. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that's really, really challenging. Mm. And I feel like a, a good lesson to learn also, but off the point, but maybe, um, is that you are not your job. Mm. So you feel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, but I yes. feel like when I, you know, when I had a job, yeah. um, I did a lot of time feel like if I did something wrong mm. or if I did something good, then I'm good yes. or I'm did, I'm wrong or something yeah. about me. Like I failed, or I made a mistake. Oh no, it's me. I'm like such a mm. terrible person. But you can't see things like that because you and your work are separate. You're yes. two separate entities, and you can do good work that doesn't mean you're a good person. You have yes. to work at being a good person too oh, wow. on another level. And if you make a mistake or you do something wrong or or your project fails or it's not doesn't go viral and it's not a crazy mm. success that doesn't mean you're terrible you mm. can't measure yourself according to your work wow. because then you're there's that that doesn't work that's yeah. not a model i can tell you <laughs> from experience it's not a good time yes. just you got to separate those two wow. because your work has to be separate and you can work hard and mm. you can do really really great work and mm. you need to work on yourself as a person as well Oh, wow. <laughs> you see, that is such a mind moment. <laughs> From the previous podcasts, I have mind moments. Mind moments, okay. <laughs> it's my aha moment. Oh, but it's such yes. a mind moment yes. because I think at the end of the day, especially, mm. I mean, I'm sure I can't really speak on behalf of other careers, but mm. as a creative, mm. you are creating, so your work mm. automatically becomes a part of you. Yes. But needing to separate those two yes. is very important because yes. at the office, there are requirements mm. of you as an employee, not as a human creative person, mm-hmm. <laughs> but as an employee to deliver on your work and your tasks. Yes. But when you find time to, when you go home, for example, there are so many, I've worked in previous companies and stuff, but I would tend to take my work home mm-hmm. and the disappointment home. And mm-hmm. I would tend to take certain things. Again, that emotional intelligence that you need to learn mm-hmm. is when a boss would say to me, I didn't like that. Or can you mm-hmm. change that? Mm-hmm. I would interpreted as you don't like the work you don't like me because i'm creating the work Mm. and that took a lot to go learn to separate the two the work is the work and you as you they're not criticizing you Mm. they just want they just had a different viewpoint Mm. or a different angle they want to better it and that shouldn't be something that you take to heart yes Mm. preach no i 100 percent agree with that i definitely agree with that and also that's the thing is you need to like adjust your listening because sometimes you do do that like when people Mm. tell you something i do it also you take it personally (laughs) you know like they're saying like you're saying like i didn't like this and then you hear i didn't you didn't like me or you didn't like what i was doing or you didn't like what i was thinking when actually they're just saying can you maybe just change this one thing it's not personal 
So we're talking about finding your thing. That's today's topic. And you went from working in a corporate environment to literally letting go of the reins, doing what everyone is thinking about doing and working for yourself. Tell me about how that happened. How can I do it? I want to find. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, just a disclaimer. I can't talk as a success story just yet because I've only just started. I think I finished in June. So it's only okay. been July, August. It's only like, woo. Okay. It's still fresh. It's still okay. pretty fresh, but so far so good. Beautiful. So far it's been really great. So mm-hmm. I think uh, what is very interesting for me about finding your thing is that it's been, that's been one of the defining things for my 20s mm-hmm. is trying to find my thing. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like sometimes you get this messaging that people say like, you know, you have your passion in life or you have a thing you're so great at or you hear these stories about Beyonce singing and dancing and like from the age of like three years old knowing that that from three years old knowing that that is your thing and when you're like a bit of a jack of all trades Mm -hmm. or you're someone that's not particularly excellent at one thing Mm -hmm. but kind of good at a few things it becomes really challenging to decide what is going to be the thing that's my thing how am I going to decide what I'm going to do and how am I going to like stick to it so that has been kind of like really really difficult for me so I've kind of just gone from finding a job one job to finding another job to finding another job everyone kind of like just being leading by Mm. what kind of opportunities there are out there for me Mm. because um, I think I didn't have the easiest upbringing so I didn't always have a safety net so I kind of had to for myself find a way to be like I need to be independent and I need to be always secure Mm. so security is really important so that's I think I've always wanted to freelance but I've never felt sure enough for myself to feel like okay I can just leave the nest be fine be okay by myself not have a safety net and be sure that I've got me (laughs) did you feel secure when you left and did you have kind of something to leave money wise like obviously because no one can just leave their job and be like Yes, I have a little bit that I've got for like in case of emergencies, but also I have some jobs lined up. So I felt like it wasn't necessarily like, I think you are supposed to plan it a little bit better. So Mm. you are supposed to be like, in a year's time, I'm going to leave my job. I'm going to start saving for that. Um, But for me, it kind of just became to the point where I was like, okay, I'm ready. I need to go now. Was it like one day you walked into the office and you were like, this is the day? (laughs) (laughs) No, it wasn't quite that dramatic. No, it wasn't quite that dramatic. It was a few months that I like, so I did have some savings. I had some savings saved up and I was like, Mm. okay. So in case of emergencies, I'll be okay. And I had some clients that I was working with and I had some jobs lined up. So I was like, okay, it could work. It Mm. could work. And also, I've been thinking about it for years. Mm -hmm. So if not now, then when? Yes. (laughs) You know, I've got to try. I've got to just risk it and take the risk. But I think the thing is, I think we're all kind of very still scared. Mm -hmm. That's what I think is also why it's so difficult sometimes to choose the thing that you're going to do. Because it is very scary to decide. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's scary to commit to one thing. It's sometimes like relationships where it's sometimes scary to commit to one person. or One (laughs) thing where you're like, this is going to be it. You know? Forever, (laughs) forever, ever, ever. Because if you feel like you have limited time, you want to spend that time wisely. But if you love so many different things or you Mm. have so many different things that you enjoy doing and there's not one thing that maybe stands out. So for me, I've always loved photography and videography Mm. and... I think um, sometimes you find advice that the people give is like, what would you do if you didn't have to get paid? You know, mm-hmm. like, what would you do for free? Yes. But I want to touch on something very interesting as well, because you mentioned cultural sensitivity mm. and also South Africa and where yes. we are right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. which is very contentious. Yes. Everyone is sensitive to a lot mm. of things. Everyone has a different story. Everyone has a reason for feeling the way mm. they feel. 
What is your take on the sensitivity? I think it's a very, very difficult time. And mm. I do think that we're all going through a lot of emotions. And I think the most important thing is for people to keep on talking mm. to each other, yeah. not just to their peers. You yes. know, it doesn't help me and my Afrikaans friends talk to each other. That's not going to get us anywhere. Yes, yeah. It helps if everybody speaks to each other and mm. there's an open dialogue. And also the importance of empathy, being able to know that everyone has a story and being able to know that everybody comes from a context mm. and we don't know everyone else's story but mm. we know the context of the country and we know where we are and it is really hard like I mean growing up also like at school I was in an Afrikaans high school no one mm. ever spoke to us about white privilege like mm. hey all you white people you're very privileged <laughs> yes. did you know that I mean yes. you obviously understand to some degree that yeah. there is that but I think with um, democracy we were kind of like the rainbow nation plaster yes. everything's yes. fine Everything is let's okay. move on kumbaya everybody's cool yeah, you know and I, we, I mean yeah. that was when we were like in primary school and we were all very much feeling like yay everything's so amazing but now i think we're growing up and we have grown up to you know and like the the you know with the um fees must fall and roads must fall i think people are angry and people are very upset because there hasn't been enough change and blame whoever you want to i just think that we all need to do our little bit that we can mm -hmm. in trying to engage with each other mm -hmm. trying to see what difference can we make because i can't change politics yeah. i can't speak for every single white person yeah. i sometimes i get confused and i had to have my friends tell me about you know white privilege and this is how you like to speak about racism because I mean for me when I was younger I was like when people discriminate against me that's racist mm. you know like if you discriminate against anyone from any race mm. that's racist but my friend kind of had to explain to me no actually you have always been in a powerful position wow. you as a white person mm. like discriminating against you is not the same as discriminating against a black person mm. it's just not the same because a black person has been discriminated against like for all of these yeah. years yeah. and I think that something needs to be done to rectify what's going on in the country something's got to give because mm. it can't just what are we supposed to just carry on as we are now mm. like we live in one of the most unequal societies in the world mm. like how are we changing that how yeah. are we going to fix that yeah. but also i think that the other thing is like the starting starting mark for everyone else in terms of privilege mm. and was has always been very different mm. so the expectations when you, even background wise um the whether you are whether it's a racial white on black thing or whether it's even black on black racism um for different people, there is a different starting mark, and it's mm -hmm. like everyone needs to end strong. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs to finish the same, not knowing that the race for different races or different mm -hmm. people of different backgrounds of privilege have been different. Mm -hmm. History mm -hmm. that has put us in a position that we are now at that we have to rectify and have to fix. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, definitely. And we yeah. also need to look at our education system. Like, what are we doing for the next generation? Mm -hmm. And we also need to be better educated because mm -hmm. I don't like I I don't feel like my education did me enough justice for like mm -hmm. learning about South African Ooh, history. Yeah. I feel First like thing I need I to. I learned in primary school was that Jan van Riebeck arrived, <laughs> arrived and, and created South created Africa. Created South Africa. There were people Thank here you. before Jan van Riebeck. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but they were. So course, it's like, are. how are you teaching? How yes. are you teaching history? How yes. are you teaching our own history? Yes. We learn about the British history. Mm. We learn about all of the revolutions. We learn about U.S. history, but mm. we don't know enough about this land or even yes. African history yes. in general and yes. how honestly oppressed black people were mm. and if you showcase honest images and yes. tell honest stories yes. um, then I think when people in their minds need to click but also as an adult mm. you have to 
take the onus upon yourself to learn. No yes. one's going to tell you. If you're going to yes. stay in your privileged bubble and you never go outside mm. the lines and you never care, you're never going to care. Yeah. yeah. But I think globally we're also seeing that the alt-right is making more of a stand mm-hmm. on social media. I mean, look at Trump, look at Brexit. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like, yeah. to some degrees, it feels like we're kind of moving backwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and, you yeah. Th- and, we, and because we're so advanced, you can mm. assume that yes. it would be somewhat easier. Yes. It's so much difficult mm. and also trolls on internet yes. trolls on people who just want to yell and kick and scream mm. um, make it so difficult for people mm. who are trying to and, and I'm not saying we need to bandage it or PC mm. everything and be politically correct mm. or peace to the world mm. no I think that there does need to be some of the greatest societies and greatest revolutions happen because of wars and happen because of mm. and I'm also not spurring on <laughs> fighting but I mean there was contention and only yes. out of the contention can mm. we read a really strong and positive revolution mm. No, I, I get exactly yeah. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating. I mean, like when you drive through Cape Town, mm-hmm. it's it's still, I mean, we're still separate. Yeah. It's like the areas, yeah, when you drive so. through the areas, you feel yeah. like, and now that I've gone overseas and I've come back, it feels like it's such a slap in the face. Like, it's so mm-hmm. obvious. It's like, you just, I don't understand that it's so, it's so obvious. And you're like, what is changing? How is yeah. it changing? But I think it is up to young people. And I do think mm-hmm. that young people have to speak up and we yeah. have to have these discussions. We have to have these kind of dialogues and we need to intermingle yeah. because if all of us just stay safe in our little bubbles and our families and our neighborhoods, yeah. nothing's going to change we're going to stay separate because mm. apartheid was it was made to keep us all separate and mm. it was made to show us that we're all different separate development yeah. and if we're all developing separately we're keeping apartheid alive mm. and that is not what we should be doing mm. we should be fighting that actively trying to yeah. reach borders all of us should have the equal opportunities yeah. and that is what we don't have mm. and that is very frustrating and yeah. as like as a white person I really do have a lot of white guilt mm. <laughs> which is also very it makes it very difficult because you kind of always have this like push and pull where it's yeah. like what have I earned what do I deserve and what has been given to me by my privilege but I think these conversations like the importance of these conversations has to start with where you are yes. like what are the conversations you're having in your circles mm. you could say that you have black friends or mm. white friends or colored friends or Indian friends or Hispanic friends or African African friends from different African countries yes. but if you're not having those honest conversations with them mm. and in your family just yes. say look this is how it makes me mm. feel. I'm not trying to make you feel bad or anything, yes. but honestly, when this happened mm. or in this situation yes. or in an office environment, yes. not being able to speak up mm. and speak up and have someone listen to you versus for them go, oh my word, I feel so bad. Or, oh my yes. word, you know, when you call me a racist, it makes me feel XYZ. Yes. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. that's not what's happening. Yeah. I'm saying in this situation mm. when you are talking down to me or you treat mm. a colleague different because of the mm. color of their skin or yes. because they're female or because they're yes. male, that's what makes yeah. me feel I need to point that out to you yes. so that you grow mm. but also I learn about speaking up and yes. confidently and not taking it away to my circles of mm. friends where we're just going to feel the fire of mm. our hatred and bitterness when mm. we're not actually speaking up about it yeah so, yes mm. yes yes definitely mm. and I think that like um, I was reading Steve because I write what I like and it was really mm. like it is was difficult for me as a white person because he does speak out you know he speaks out against white liberals and okay. I, I at that time identified as a white liberal I was like oh my gosh <laughs> Steve because doesn't like me what am I gonna do I think subtle racism gets people down more than out-and-out out racism because out-and-out out racism, you can call it what it is. Mm. But subtle racism, it's those things where you don't know mm. exactly what the intention is or it's that yeah. feeling you get or it's a little mm. off or when people use things like they and them and mm. then it's a bit subtle and you feel like you can't really pinpoint it but there's yeah. a problem. But I think you do need to open the dialogue and speak to people. And I think, I think actually with white people, they just need to listen more. I want to delve into 
quarter life crisis. In my twenties. And oh, <laughs> <laughs> when you know the song, I know the other words. <laughs> I mean, the song is basically oh, so in my twenties. In my twenties. So catchy. But speaking of songs, is there any okay. specific song that you feel sums up your twenties? Oh my goodness, that is such a tough question. So when I am climbing a mountain, mm-hmm. I love hiking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, do yeah, hiking life. The song that always gets me up there is obviously "Eye of the Tiger." Oh, I mean. Duh. Rising up. Okay, it's a good jam. It's a really I don't know good that song. song. I don't know that song. I grew, up, I, grew up on, I grew up on hip hop. Does it not make you want to do things though? It makes you want to move. <laughs> it, right? does, it, does, it does, it does, it does, it does. But my entire 20s, to sum it up in a song, she said, I think it's too hot. I think it's too hot to say just one. I mean, there's been so many hits. There's been so many. Like a dream come true. Yes. I just want to be with you. Maybe it's get your freak on because that's such a jam. I mean, um, and in your twenties, you should totally get, get your, your freak, freak on. What a jam! Yeah, I think so. I don't know. It's too difficult. Under pressure. That is what I would say. Oh yes, also under pressure. Oh, oh yeah. Again, I don't know the song of Girl on the Okay, so what sort of songs of your twenties? Is it notorious? Um, very difficult, very difficult. Good question. What songs are in my twenties? Well, obviously, right now it's Chandelier by Sia. Okay, yes, like, yes, yes. That's good. You want to swing? Yes, I want to swing. But uh, those lyrics about like the one, two, three, one, two, three drinks. Yes, yes, yes. Because also you need to learn how to count drinks when you go out. (laughs) (laughs) But that song is deep though. You know what I mean? What it's about, Rod? Yeah. Yeah. About like overcoming stuff. I don't know. I think it's about alcoholism. (laughs) (laughs) About being an alcoholic because you want to drink. I thought. Okay, so to a certain degree, but I also felt like Chandelier was about like just being um, free. Yes. And breaking, breaking free. Yes. Through the chaos and the anxiety mm. and all of these like highs and okay. lows in life, like good. especially when she sings the like mm. I'm gonna sing, like when she yes. really gets into that and she like yes. hammers it. That yeah. for me is the moment of if you think of something shattering on the yes. floor, it's like you break the chains mm. and it's like Ooh, boom that, and yeah. then like swing. So that's yes. what it's doing. That's why it's so liberating. Yes, yes, yes. Because I think the when she's talking about drinking mm. and the one, two, three and party girls don't get hurt and mm. all of those emotions like that's what you go through yes but when you reach a point oh this is deep in hey. <laughs> when you reach a point where you've had enough yes then you decide to swing from the shadow. yes and it's not something you just do in everyday life you're kind of breaking conventions there mm-hmm. being like today y'all today, <laughs> today, today I'm, swinging. I'm swinging I'm swinging you'll okay. better watch me <laughs> Let's compare early 20s SD mm-hmm. to late 20s SD. Mm-hmm. What would you say from a maturity or a confidence level? How are those two different SDs changed or how do you juxtapose the two? Yes. Okay. That is a really good question. I think that definitely confidence. I think I've definitely gotten more confidence in myself, but that's also a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's also something you need to work on and that's actually a skill. And sometimes you do need to fake it until you make it. Like mm-hmm. if you don't have confidence, it's also not something you're born with. You need to kind of step into a role, the this is who I want to be and to a certain degree you've got to fake having a bit of confidence until you can fill in that role until you can fill in those shoes 
And I do think I was very unsure of what I wanted and where I wanted to be and how I was going to get there and definitely scared. So mm. I didn't think if I had to give my younger self advice, it would be like, don't be so scared. Mm. Don't be so impatient. Mm. <laughs> and just, you know, just like ride it out. Because I think in your 20s, it is the time when you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. You're going to have jobs you're going to hate. You're going to have to do a lot of hard work. And you're going to have to lay some foundations for things you don't even know you're lying for laying mm. foundations for. Yeah. And that's important. you got to go through that. you got to decide. And I think that's why I'm kind of looking forward to 30s because I feel like this is maybe the time where I've already done all of this like groundwork and I kind yeah. of know who I am and I really yeah. want to like the person that I become and also I feel like when you're when you get a bit older like seeing I think you also go through a phase where you when you're younger you sometimes think your parents you know they're like I think you go through phases where in the beginning you think they're perfect and they're yeah. like the ultimate human being and then as a teenager you kind of like hate them and you're like oh they know nothing and then you know <laughs> kind of like when you get into your 20s like if your parents had you when they were in their 20s you start feeling you can relate to them a lot because yeah. they are as old as you were when they had you and you wow. like can you imagine like having to raise kids right now like mm, I, can't. I can't even take care of myself and then like having like two kids having to take care of them yeah. having to like be strong enough in yourself to be able to give so much of mm. yourself at that age yeah. it feels so intimidating and it mm. feels so scary and you get so much more empathy for your parents which is like I think a really really great gift yeah. because you start seeing them as people yeah. they're not like these they're not your heroes they're not like these terrible people they're like just flawed just like you are mm. and they were your age once and yeah. you are they're probably like what you're gonna look yes. like yeah. <laughs> in another 20 or so years yes, so yeah and i think that's beautiful and that's key it's like in your 20s is the first time that you honestly see your parents as quote unquote human but yes. in the context of not mom and dad yes it's yes. Mom and dad are human. Yeah. That's a very valuable lesson. And it made me it like made me want to get my, to know my mom a lot better. You know, I was kinda of, then I started asking her about, you know, where were you at my age and what yeah. were you doing? What were you thinking? And you know, just like finding out that these struggles, like a lot of it is, you know, like a lot of it is very different because I think the times we're like living in is so far apart. Yeah. Like I mean like the jobs we're doing today didn't exist. A yeah. lot of the stuff that's like we deal with every day, like our phones weren't there. Mm. Um and then, you know, like, but some of the stuff was the same, you yeah. know, like your parents also had heartache, they also had their hearts broken, they also mm. had to find a job, they also had to leave home, they also had to find their way and struggle. And, and have bosses, and then have kids. Right? Like, if we're trying I'm to think about how complicated it is to even think about having kids, they had kids. They, just they were it. us. I hope they I was a really it. good kid. I Bestie, <laughs> what advice do you have for people in their 20s right now? Okay, so I would say maybe it's twofold. So mm -hmm. firstly, so you should probably start exercising as soon as you can wow. because you're going to age and age is going to hit you hard. That metabolism after 25, it's no games, guys. It's no games. Dumb Speaking yo. from experience, mm. it's not the same for everyone. Is it a real thing? Does it really slow down? Like, I feel it is significantly. I feel okay. like it's harder to get fitter the older you get. Okay. But I was starting from a pretty low base because I was not a very fit teenager. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I think also the, the idea the, yeah, the, to be patient. Mm. So to be patient with yourself, to be patient with others, to just be patient because Oprah wasn't built in a day, mm -hmm. as the greats would say. Oprah was not <laughs> built in a day. Oprah and you... wasn't built in a day. Sorry, it just it had a jingle. It I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, as you were. It's just so great. <laughs> So obviously you need to, you know, if you're aiming for Oprah, you need to remember that it takes a little bit of effort every single day mm. and that you've got to keep on working at it. And not all days are going to be great, obviously, but you've got to keep on working at it and you've got to do the work. And if you do the work, you will see results. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. 
And are you talking about like work as in like once work or work like Rihanna work as in like? <laughs> 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 Definitely Rihanna work. Okay, I mean, okay, if you're okay, gonna okay. work, please yeah. do it like Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> And that concludes today's episode of In My Twenties. And really, if there is anything that I would want the listeners to take away from today's show, it's not only that you should work, but that you need to learn how to work times six. You need to work, 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 work. Um, and thank you so much again to Esty for coming on the show. You've been a phenomenal guest. Thank you for sharing your journey. Thank you for sharing your heart and your honesty. For those of you who are new to the show, I usually end off by singing the In My Twenties jingle all by myself. But today I'm so excited to have some beautiful accompaniment from Esty. So here it is, the sign-off for In My Twenties. In my twenties, in my twenties, how old are you? I'm in my twenties, 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 in my twenties. How old are you, Esty? In my twenties, twenties. For those of you who follow in my 20s on social media, you would have seen from one of my posts yesterday that um, Essie and I actually spent a significant amount of time singing on this episode. And for those of you who have made it this far into the show, here is a value added moment of what happens when Essie and I really get into discussions about songs and we kind of just break away into some singing of our own. Uh, so we are back. Oh, the sound is amazing. It's like a beautiful... Like, we could actually legitimately film some music stuff. Yeah, right? we should do an we acapella. Should. Oh, we should. Hello. Hello, is it me? Is that where you go? Send my we... name, send my name. When no one is around. Richendo. Say, baby, I love you. I love you. Say, <laughs> <laughs> my name. People always ask, like, like, who, like, friendship wise, they're like, ah, oh, you know, you get along with so and so. And I was like, guys, if you meet Esty, oh yeah, Esty sings, <laughs> <laughs> and that is the connection. That is the connection. I mean, hi like, guys, like, who else is gonna break up into karaoke right? songs with me? You Not know? necessarily sing well, but you know, no, amazing, I mean, who needs singing well? Karaoke That's what nights were made for you. I know. <laughs> I was also. I'm also like, I can't speak in front of people, but just mm-hmm. give me a karaoke mic, and I'm like, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> hey. Hello. What's your favorite karaoke I'm so song? So ready. Oh, there is there are like actually a few too many. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously there's some classics like Bohemian Rhapsody is always a hit. Oh, you know, it really yes. gets people going. And yes. Journey, oh, don't yes. stop believing. I'll I mean, oh, and, oh no, and, <laughs> <laughs> don't stop believing. That's one. That's one. I find like Tina Turner. Oh, really Tina's like, good. Tina, like, oh, Tina's like, and Valerie. Valerie. It's really yeah, good, yeah, yeah. and then also um, I keep on asking them if they can please have some childish Gambino or bitch better have my money. But that little Asian man, he just will not listen to my requests. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to stand on a stage and be like, bitch better have my money. Hey, me. around by payday. I know. Like, yeah. It's like you would, you would come down to your last cents, <laughs> but you desperate. will have enough money to go to the karaoke yes, bar, yes. pay the entrance fee, just to say, "Bitch, better have Bitch, better have my money. Please have my money. <laughs> also, Celia Green. That's a good job. No, but this is great. I really love songs that are like revenge songs or like angry songs. I feel like it's all those emotions, you know. You feel them. Also, like Justin Timberlake. What is that song? Um, Crimea River. Oh, Crimea. You were my son. Mm. You were my earth. <laughs> 
You didn't know the ways I loved you. No. And the other was irreplaceable, Beyonce. Oh, to the left. But I just sang to everyone that I was mentally in a relationship with, but they never knew. And when I mentally broke up with them, I was suddenly like, to the left, to the left. Everything you own in a box to the left. But I feel like Beyonce let us down, though, because I'm still like saying to the left, to the left. But also, she should have just said to the left, to the left to all Jay Z. I mean, why is he to the right? Why is it happening? She could have another him in a minute. I know. Right? Does he not know? Just That's give her the jack back and get out. You know? like, and don't you ever for a second get to thinking. Yes, exactly. Okay, but he did. He is the, I guess, the father to her children. So, yeah, so unfortunately, yes, maybe is a little irreplaceable. Maybe she was lying to us all this time. I know, but she also went through her, like, her seasons. Like, yes. so she gave us, like, um, so it's Destiny's true. Child, like, yes. I'm a survivor. Like, yes. we didn't need men. Like, we're, like, here on our own. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, jumping, jumping. <laughs> so I, did, I would and mention, what was that song about, with the line about the internet? <laughs> 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 my, favorite my favorite is when Grandma Michelle comes in. And she's oh. Like, oh, 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 oh. And it's like, after all of the darkness and sadness, there comes happiness. And then the positive things. things. <laughs> Yes, yes. And then, like, the evolution was obviously, then she went, like, then she did the I Am Sasha Fierce. Well, yes. Before that, that well, there was another one. There was, like, the Blue CD album. Yeah. And then it was I Am Sasha Fierce, where we, like, got to connect with her. Yes. And then, like, she came out And then she strong. was all, like, damn. And then she was doing, suddenly, like, let me cater to you. Oh, that was still uh, Beyonce. That was still Destiny's Child. But they were suddenly catering. They were, yeah. I don't know about the catering. Yeah. The catering like, business for them was not a good one. Like, <laughs> like, I could never, like, be like, let me cater to you. No, <laughs> no, no, sorry. Do you want savory or something? Do you know I was an ex <laughs> fan? I even got their Christmas album. Oh, such a jam. I mean, I really love Destiny's Child, to be really honest. Yes. Like, after Destiny's Child broke up, I felt really hurt in the yeah. feelings because, you know, I loved Kelly and I was like, how could Beyonce do that to Kelly? You know, Kelly yeah. was there for her sure, yeah. all those years. Yeah. So, so I actually. When they, were, when they were four and yes. then three and then four, <laughs> four and then three. Through <laughs> <laughs> all of that, you know, and Kelly doesn't get any credit. And, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. Beyonce wasn't built in a day either. She had a Kelly by her side yeah. all that time. Yeah, and then it's like it's like what are the rings? It's like are you a Kelly? Are yes, you Sam? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> are you you know, everybody needs that wing person, yeah, you know. So after after Disney's child broke up, I was a bit of an anti Beyonce fan, and then she she won me back though okay. with How did she um, back? what was it? How did she actually win me back? I can't even remember. I think it was just it might have even only been with Lemonade. Okay, I think she only got she me back. Lemonade. Lemonade what was the album just before Lemonade? Um, I might have been that one. It might have been. See, this is not true, Beyonce water, fan. Water cooler. Water cooler. <laughs> it was another drink. <laughs> oh, it was kidding. the one with drunk in love. Okay, oh. yes. <laughs> I've been drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> I get filthy when the liquor gets into me. I've been thinking. I've been thinking. <laughs> We're doing the dance moves perfectly, by the way. And we're naked on the beach and it's beautiful. I you. Nana. Can't keep your eyes off my head. I want you. Nana. But also, what does that mean to be drunk in love? Like, she wasn't literally yes. drinking. She yes. wasn't drunk. It's yeah. just like the feeling. But now I'm also like, okay, so she was crazy in love, drunk in love. Is she going to be hungover in love next? Ooh. Yeah. Mind <laughs> moment. Mind moment. <laughs> <laughs> 